Now, making his way to the podcast studio all the way from Sacramento, California, he eats, sleeps, and breathes pro wrestling. He is the best self-proclaimed pro wrestling analyst in the world. Wrestling is still real to him, and he is here to keep good wrestling alive. He is the host of Snug Wrestling Podcast, the one, the only, Edgar Avila. Adam. Adam. Adam! Oh man, that guy Roderick Strong, he's something else. A finalist has been crowned for the number one contender. We have an opponent for MJF's Triple B at Grand Slam, as well as the number one contender for Soraya's championship has also been named here on this episode. And who is a better dancer, Prince Nana or Daniel Garcia? All of this today on this episode of Snug Wrestling Podcast. This is episode 50 53 no 54 this is episode 54 holy shit 54 episodes of snug wrestling thank you guys for listening and for riding with me and i'm gonna keep banging out these episodes as much as possible what's going on folks welcome back again to snug wrestling with me i am your host my name is edgar and today we're gonna be talking about aew dynamite september 13th this is the episode before grand slam and also a whole bunch of other wrestling shows because it's a and they got a shit ton of programming. I mean, the matches that were being announced on this episode, they had matches from Rampage. They had matches from Collision. They had matches for Grand Slam, for Wrestle Dream. And we got so much wrestling thanks to AEW. So we're going to be talking about that. But first, I got some news for you guys. my favorite topic we got more cm punk news nick khan he was recently asked about cm punk and the possibility of cm punk joining the wwe and nick khan responded with the most corporate answer ever the most non-answer ever and said listen we only have respect for phil we appreciate his run here we appreciate what he did and tried to do with the ufc not many people can actually get in there and do what he did so when we have respect for phil we wish him nothing but the best i mean technically he didn't say no technically he didn't shut down the possibility of cm punk joining the wwe but he also said he being nick khan too many pronouns we only have respect as in we don't have anything else but respect we don't have interest in cm punk we don't have contract for cm punk we only have respect for cm punk another individual that was asked about the departure of CM Punk from the AEW was Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson, while speaking with Sports Illustrated, discussed how CM Punk leaving the roster impacted AEW. Danielson went on by saying, in any job, when you lose someone who's very important or you lose somebody you really like working with, that's hard. But everyone keeps doing their job. And anytime there's a loss or controversy or struggle inside an organization, it's 
a chance to bring people closer. It's also a chance to divide people. So you have this thing where you can use struggle to make your life worse or you can use struggle to make your life better. When I lost my father, I came out on the backside. I was worse, struggling with my depression. I've come out of it better. So how you approach something and how you learn from something, that's what makes the difference. Of course, as we all know, Danielson, he is the one that replaced CM Punk, not only in Collision, but also in that strap match versus Ricky Starks. As far as Punk goes, that is all the news I have for now. Still no word from Punk. Still waiting to see what this statement of CM Punk is going to be. I'll be sure to be on the lookout for that, and you best believe I'm going to be talking about it here. But I have one more piece of news here for y'all. Speaking of Nick Khan, the comments that were asked about CM Punk took place during the Endeavor closing deal. The Endeavor deal is officially now the TKO, and it was confirmed yesterday. And already, the very first person has already been released since the two companies have merged, WWE and UFC. And this is the WWE's chief financial officer and chief admin officer, Frank Redrick, is the first one to be leaving the company. Now, it stated that this is a departure, that he is leaving, this guy Frank Redick. He's not technically fired, at least not according to these reports. And also, he's leaving with a nice bit of change. $5 million is to be given to Frank Redick at the end of the month when he leaves the company. So not a bad way to leave the company because he's going to be leaving with a nice chunk of change. One of the things that people feared when it came to this merger is the possibility of people being released. What, what does this mean for talents? What does this mean for the employees in the company? But there's a lot of speculation that the people that are mostly endangered are the people in admin positions, people that are like handling the travel side of things, accounting, advertising, marketing. So already in just a couple days, one person already being released could mean a lot more changes to come. But enough about all that serious, boring business stuff that no one cares about. It's time. Let's have some fun. John Moxley versus Big Bill, the hometown hero. He's opening the match defending his international championship. Is he the hometown hero or the hometown villain? I mean, people always cheered for John Moxley, even though he was a bad guy, but I'm guessing he's the hometown hero now because he's going up against Big Bill and Ricky Starks was in the corner. And those guys, they're some pretty badass heels. Moxley, recently, he has wrestled a lot smaller guys like Andretti and A.R. Fox, but today John Moxley is facing a big bill, a very, very big and much taller bill. But for a second, you would kind of think that John Moxley would be facing Ricky Starks because Ricky Starks came out with his own entrance, his own pyro. That guy just looks so cool. And Big Bill, he's big as fuck, but lost to Orange Cassidy in the past for the same international championships. So in theory, John Moxley has this match in the bag. Ricky Starks pretends to stretch and he tries to pretend to tie his shoe, trying to act like he's not being suspicious. And I'm like, what the hell is this guy up to? And then waits for the referee to turn his back and then get some heat on John Moxley. Oh, Ricky, you are such a legend. John Moxley ended up blading during picture in picture. Maybe that way John Moxley thought 
if I do this in picture in picture, maybe no one will notice. Maybe the camera won't catch me doing it this time. Because when we came back from picture in picture, John Moxley's face was full of juice. John Moxley hasn't bled in like two weeks. That's got to be a world record. Ricky Starks, he kept getting involved in the match, and then Danielson comes out for the save. It is very hard for me to suspend my disbelief for these John Moxley matches because the matches are so predictable. It doesn't matter how much Moxley bleeds or how big his opponent is. There is no way Moxley is losing this match. And I'm not saying that John Moxley should lose, but that doesn't mean that he has to win every time. To me, that is boring. Like I predicted, like everyone else predicted, I'm sure John Moxley won. And next week, John Moxley is facing Ray Phoenix. That should be really interesting. Not really. Up next, Roderick Strong, he had an interview. And the interview was about the final, the main event, where Roderick Strong is going to be facing Samoa Joe. But Adam Cole interrupts and tries to warn Roddy that last time Samoa Joe almost broke his neck. Roderick, I think you should listen to Adam Cole. Just ask Tyson Kidd. Then we had Don Callis and Takeshka in the ring. Don Callis is still rocking his Harry Potter scar on his head. Takeshka has a new name, the Alpha. And there's another framed picture, another easel in the ring. And Don, he has a lot of these. It seems like he has a whole collection of them. And the picture frame, it's Takeshka next target, Takeshka's next opponent. And it's going to be Kota Ibushi. Ooh. Whoop they do Kota Ibushi so we're gonna get Takeshka versus Kota Ibushi probably at Wrestle Dream because Kota Ibushi is from Japan and we gotta have a bunch of Japanese wrestlers on this thing the Blackpool Combat Club they have an interview and Moxley is still bleeding it's been a little bit more than 15 minutes since John Moxley's match and this guy is still bleeding no one has cleaned him up oh I'm gonna go do this interview and I'm gonna be full of blood still and it's gonna look so cool Danielson and Claudio, they're going to be facing Ricky Starks and Big Bill at Collision. And as soon as a person interviewing asks John Moxley and Claudio about their opponents, Ray Phoenix and Eddie Kingston, guess who shows up? The Lucha Bros and Eddie Kingston. And then Ray Phoenix and Penta confront John Moxley and Claudio and Eddie Kingston. They have a face-off. And this is the interview hour because we get a third interview. And this time it's Hook. Hook doing an interview. Now that's new. You don't get to see that all the time hook this guy never talks my teenage son talks more than this guy hook but before hook says anything he gets interrupted by orange cassidy the other guy in the roster that hardly ever talks and you can already imagine how this interview went and guess what was said almost absolutely nothing two mute guys doing an interview that never say anything unlike tony khan this interview went kind of like you would expect it to go can you imagine if we get a feud between these two how the promo battles would sound like We have a four-way match. This is the number one contender for the Women's Championship. Tony Storm, Sheeta, Britt Baker, and Nyla Rose. And I am 1,000% pulling for Tony Storm to win this one. I would love to see Tony Storm throw a shoe at Soraya's face. And Tony Storm ended up getting the pin. Great. 
stuff. Edgar, you done did it again. Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara, less sex gods. Last week, after their match, Sammy and Jericho were not very happy with each other, but now they came out together and they look like they're on much better terms. Their match at Grand Slam has been announced. Chris Jericho versus Guevara, and this looks like it's going to be another buddy versus buddy match. Another friendly competition and they even played a sammy and jericho video package the greatest moments of these two and a lot of bromance going on in aw but it was good to see how far sammy has grown sammy has grown a lot and i actually hope he wins this match versus chris jericho i am predicting that he will because sammy can really use this win over jericho in a stage like grand slam because chris jericho he doesn't really need the win and truth be told if action and Andretti can beat Chris Jericho, then Sammy Guevara can beat Chris Jericho three times with one hand tied behind his back. MJF, he has an interview and cuts a promo on that bland bitch Roddy the Simp Strong. And he also cuts the infamous Scott Steiner promo on Samoa Joe from Impact in 2008. You know the one. You know they say all men are created equal, but you're looking at me and you look at Samoa Joe and you can see that statement is, uh, you guys thought I was going to say the whole thing, but no, I'm not going to do that up next we had Rey Mysterio versus Brian Cage oh wait no no that was not Rey Mysterio that was Hangman well Hangman was out there doing Hurricane Ranas and hit Brian Cage with a 619 what the hell Swerve ends up coming out and Prince Nana is doing his dance and now every time I hear that song I think of Prince Nana Swerve is looking on and Hangman he ends up getting the win Hangman cuts a promo but it was hard to understand because Hangman was so winded from that match. Maybe it was all those flips and dives that he was trying to do pretending to be Rey Mysterio. Hangman, you should leave that for the pros. And Swerve said, you must be as stupid as a Cincinnati education system. Damn, Swerve, he's got beef with the students in Chicago and Cincinnati apparently. What did them kids do to Swerve? Prince Nana and Brian Cage attack Hangman from behind and Prince Nana celebrates with his dance. Man, I, I'm starting to like this dance this dance is getting really over with me the bucks they end up coming out to save hangman adam page and the bucks they're good guys here in cincinnati because in chicago they weren't they were getting booed out of the building chicago they hate the young bucks and then we have daniel garcia and he's getting interviewed daniel garcia he gets hot after being asked a question about chris jerko and then gets interrupted by don Callis. garcia stops don Callis and responds with his own dance and i would pay money to see this at wrestle dream daniel Garcia versus Prince Nana in a dance-off. Book it, Tony Khan. Who is the best dancer between these two? I think that is a question that we all need answered. But I think Prince Nana's dance is a little bit more over than Daniel Garcia now. Darby Allen and Nick Wayne versus the sports entertainers. You know, those guys that have the funny names. Cool Hand, Magic, or or Daddy Luke, or you know, the, the ex-Jericho, the JAS guys. They come out 
out and they're going to be having a tag team match. But then Kristen Cage also comes out to join commentary. Anna Jay and Jake Hager, they're also out there on ringside. And these four, they're still together, but no more Jericho, no more JAS. And also, Anna Jay is no longer in Hawaii with the Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Or maybe she just left Hawaii early and said, well, some of us actually have to go to work here. Darby and Wayne ended up getting the win and Daddy Christian did not look happy. The challenge has been made. Christian and Luchasaurus versus Darby Allen and Nick Wayne at Grand Slam or Wrestle Dream or one of those two. I don't even know. There's just so many shows. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it. When I see Christian, when I see Luchasaurus, and hell, even when I see Darby Allen, Nick Wayne looks way out of place. This guy, he's just so young. He looks like a little kid still. And it's just really off putting to see this guy in the same ring with Christian or Luchasaurus is or even christian cutting a promo on this kid is just ridiculous excalibur does his usual thing and announces 1500 different matches from 300 different shows and i'm just gonna go over the the matches that we have for like grand slam and wrestle dream because those are the the big events quote unquote so for grand slam so far we have john moxley versus ray phoenix soraya versus tony storm eddie kingston versus claudia Chris Jericho versus Sammy Guevara and MJF versus the winner of Samoa Joe or Roger Strong which spoiler alert Samoa Joe won but we'll talk about that more later on and for Wrestle Dream we have Swerve versus Hangman and the dream match highly anticipated according to Excalibur and maybe like six other people that live in their basement Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. A lot of matches going on a lot of wrestling I am going to be doing a prediction maybe or a preview episode for grand slam even though it's not a pay-per-view but i feel like i should i think it'd be fun to try to guess and predict some of these matches that are going to be taking place so be on the lookout for that and the main event, Samoa Joe versus Roderick Strong. I did spoil the winner of this match, but it's okay because if you're listening to the show, then you most likely already watched the episode anyway. And this match was really fucking good, so it's still fun to talk about, even if you do or you don't know the outcome. Samoa Joe, the vet, he was putting on a clinic on the smaller Roderick Strong. He was giving Roderick Strong some vicious-looking strikes. And Roddy, you better protect your neck because Samoa Joe is coming at you. Roddy was doing a great job though getting some offense on Samoa Joe. Roderick Strong was much faster. Joe was much stronger but Joe ends up submitting Roderick Strong and this match was really fucking good. So we're going to be getting Samoa Joe versus MJF at Grand Slam for the Triple B and Joe is coming for MJF. This is going to be a really good match but it doesn't end there because Adam Cole comes out and as soon as Roderick Strong sees Adam Cole he falls to the floor and this guy he's just being a goof at this point he's selling his neck like he's really injured and trying to get Adam Cole to feel bad for him and while Roddy is getting stretchered out Roddy is screaming Adam Adam and man that guy is hilarious Joe ends up coming out and attacks Adam Cole and puts a sleeper hold on Adam Cole and Samoa Joe he's coming for everything he's coming for MJF's friend he's coming for MJF's title so we have a good main event to look forward to at Grand Slam for the AEW Championship. I'm going to come out and say it. For the second half of this AEW Dynamite, it was really enjoyable to see. Tony Storm, in my opinion, the right person 
to win that four-way match. We had a great main event with Samoa Joe and Roderick Strong. The interview with Orange Cassidy and Hook was hilarious. And so far, so good this week in wrestling. Can't really complain, so I'm excited. Hopefully, we still got Friday Night Smackdown to watch, AEW Collision. And I'm hoping for a really, really good week in wrestling. But that's it for me for today. Hit me up at Snug Wrestling. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, write a review, show some love, and all that good stuff. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk soon.